0: what's going on everybody welcome back to the call-up presented by triple play fantasy we have another fun exciting episode tonight but first of course i'm joined by my co-host michael richards and Vinny, aka down on the farm eight fellas how's it going tonight
1: uh it's going great mindy glad to be here as usual uh glad to have Vinny here as well we got another great episode for you guys uh, i'll let Vinny throw in a few words before we get started
2: you know, just uh, keep on digging into prospects while uh, we hope for and wait for baseball to come back.
1: You know,
0: gotta gotta keep the itch. That's right. Yeah. Now, are you guys still feeling that big itch? Because this is the time where most people are sleeping on prospects right now, but you guys have been plugging away. Do you guys have a sense that you have some more sleepers tonight for everybody?
2: Yeah. I think we have a couple interesting names going forward with some potentially big upside that people should at least be looking out for. Yeah, um, right. we
1: had a we had a nice episode a couple of weeks ago. A lot of uh, dynasty sleepers, young guys, and it kind of it went pretty well on YouTube. A lot of people liked it and got some comments about it. So we're kind of coming back with part two with that this week, and I think definitely got some players worth knowing for
0: sure. That's right, and as Mike alluded to, you guys seemed like you really enjoyed the deep prospect sleepers we talked about deep sleepers outside the top 100 prospect rankings last week so we were like you know what if something ain't broke let's not fix it here and uh let's talk about part two of this series with our oops wrong graphic with our prospect sleepers <laughs> part two we've got a bunch of guys here tonight 10 players we're going to talk about here just like we did in the first episode and uh why do Get things started here. Let's kick it off with our first player on the list here, and that's Well Darrow Patino, another great Arizona Diamondback prospect, an outfielder, age 21, played between A and High A last season. Slash 290, 365, 432, had nine homers, stole 67 bases down uh, between both levels there. Needs to work on walking a little bit better, 5.8% walk rate. But overall, there seems like a lot of promise here for Mr. Patino.
2: Yeah, Patino is very interesting just because you do see
0: a big, big
2: speed potential from him. Um, He's very uh, contact-oriented. He started tapping into power this year a little bit. Age 21 is kind of a toss-up to see if he does eventually get to double digits power. But he definitely took a step forward considering what he did last year in just low a, but uh, going forward with Patino, he reminds me a lot of, uh, he could be like a, for fantasy wise, a outfield Alberto Mondesi just, Mm -hmm. just for, you know, extra base hits and uh, speed potential. But if he cuts down the strikeouts, you know, maybe five, 10%, he's, he's going to be a top of the bat, like top of the lineup bat, maybe a two, three hitter. Who's very good at getting on. And, coming in
0: is he less injury prone than alberto mondesi when you say that comparison i think the listeners got to know does he seem like just from what the little bit he's done so far in the minor leagues does he have a better body on him is he somebody that seems like he could hold up with the grind of a full season
2: yeah i think he's a lot less injury prone than mondesi and it would not shock me if this year he's probably going to start the year off in double a Amarillo it wouldn't shock me if we saw him hit 15, maybe 20 home runs this year, but it may just be due to the, the Texas weather. But I think there's some serious upside, especially in dynasty for uh, Patino going forward.
0: Well, there Patino, a uh, great player for the Arizona Diamondbacks to keep on your radar here, which takes us to our next player, Yarlan Susana of the Washington nationals right-hander uh, age, only 18 years old. Now, He's a guy that, if I remember correctly, throws extremely hard uh, and somebody that the Nationals should be very excited about here, Micah. 240 ERA last year in 12 games started, 45 innings, 11.2% walk rate to 36.9% K rate. Talk to us about Yarlin Susana.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yarlin Susana is someone who caught my eye in when I was looking at the Dominican Summer League players uh, last year, or, actually not, not the Dominican Summer League, but the the last J2 class that came in, he was a standout pitcher to me. Usually I just dismiss 17-year-old pitchers, but his size and stuff at that age was so enticing that I even had him ranked, I think, inside the top 30 or of that class, uh, easily the top pitcher. And he's proven me correct so far. I mean, he went up to the complex league and went up to low A as well. Once he, he was part of the deal the Juan Soto deal Uh, James Mm -hmm. came over in the deal with CJ Abrams and Susanna was the pitcher that was part of that. Like you said, he's got a huge fastball. It's already graded at double plus. He's also got a plus slider. So that's a great foundation right there. His changeup is probably average, maybe below average, but I think there's a, a room for improvement there and the command he's already shown improvements there. So I think you're looking at a, frontline type starter down the road. Still a long ways to go. But this is a guy, I mentioned this to Vinny. This is a guy that I would probably put the comp of like a Tink hands on. Not the same sort of player. He's obviously much better bigger. This guy's 6'6, six, six, 235 already. But just that pitcher that's hasn't pitched a lot yet in the minor leagues, but is people are really high on. And if you can get someone like this outside the top hundred, I think it's a really good investment. Uh, even for pitching, which I usually fade a lot.
0: Yeah, he's somebody that right now, I believe, already can throw 103 miles an hour. And I remember seeing a couple places where people were saying, there is not, I don't want to word this, that it's not outside the realm of a possibility that he could end up being the best piece in the Juan Soto trade long term. And a couple people, I I forgot where I read that, but people that were just very respected that just said, hey, the kid's potential is so good that right now he's 18 years old and he's already throwing that hard and already just putting up these types of numbers. So just keep an eye on him. I think people kind of put him on their radar a little bit more with the Juan Soto trade. So they, you know, were more familiar with the name, but doesn't take away from how much he was just doing amazing things last year uh, in the minor leagues. Keep an eye on Jarlan Susana. Next player we have here, Moises Ballesteros. We have a catcher making their appearance on the show here, Vinny. 19 years old. 10 homers, 33 RBIs, batted 257 last year. Uh, the K rate, very respectable. Walk rate, very respectable. And the Chicago Cubs, we know that they're rebuilding and they're trying to, to add in some young talent. And obviously, Wilson Contreras looks like he's gone from the Chicago Cubs, so there could be an opening for him coming up in the coming years here. Yeah, with Belosteros,
2: it's kind of interesting because – if he is the future catcher for the Cubs, he's still going to be at least four years away. But his body and the projection, uh, I could easily see them moving him to a first base or a you know, a designated hitter role. Uh, right now, he reminds me a lot of Josh Naylor when he came out of the 2015 draft. Just a big, uh, stocky uh, catcher with a lot of upside with the bat. Um, he torched the Arizona, uh, complex league this year. He just broke out, hit, I think, uh, I mean, he hit seven home runs and then followed that up with a lot of extra base hits and then got quickly promoted to low a Myrtle beach. Um, if I were to put, uh, mm, I don't know, like, I like that he walks a lot and I like that he strikes out, not a lot,
0: mm-hmm. but I
2: could easily see him becoming more of a uh a more of a, a K selling out for power type of bat. Cause the contact's good. I think he's going to work on the power. The power is what's going to solidify him.
0: You think what's, what's his power ceiling? Do you think?
2: I think if his body matures the way, if it matures the right way, I think we could see a 15 to 20 type of power from him. Like he's very similar to Josh Naylor. I, I could see him ending up being Josh Naylor. That's very similar.
0: Perfect. Scary. Yeah. yeah. Josh Naylor, man. Uh, I could see it just from the picture alone. Uh, so I think it's an interesting comp and someone that uh, definitely it's exciting to, uh, to think what he could do once he does get to the big leagues here, we have a Seattle Mariner on the list here. And yes, you guessed it. It's Mike's pick here for the Seattle mayors. Michael Arroyo shortstop age 18 years old. And that at 314, 457, 484, four homers, 22 RBIs, four stolen bases, and a 159 WRC. plus. Obviously, someone very young, very raw, but the tools seem to be there, Mike. Um, but talk to us about Michael Arroyo, what we could expect from him as he continues to develop in the minor leagues.
1: Yeah. So you, you said it there another Mariners prospect uh, coming out of the international class. Uh, Lazaro Montes is actually the the big guy, big power slugger that from the class. But Arroyo really caught my eye with his uh, well-rounded production. His hit tool is what stands out. I think that's going to be his carrying tool. Uh, the power, I think he can get to above average power down the road. Speed, I think, is probably average or above average too. So like you said, he's a well-rounded player. I question what kind of upside he has long-term even though he's young for his level and productive at the level, he still needs to tap into more power and more speed to be fantasy relevant down the road. And I think that he needs to show that part of his game before he'll move up lists a lot. But even if he doesn't get into like huge amounts of power and huge amounts of speed, he could still be a double digit guy in both of them with a high average, high OBP. And that's a valuable player as well. He's he signed as a shortstop, but, I think he's going to end up playing probably second base or third base down the road, depending on how he develops. But, you know, the Mariners have been producing some very high level players in the international classes recently, you know, led by obviously the most premium one in Julio Rodriguez. But even Noel Vemarte, Edwin Arroyo, I guess he wasn't international, but they're just really good at producing these young prospects and making them into uh, quality players. So with the the hit tool that this guy's shown and the organization and the position, I'm just I like him as a, a deep target right now.
0: Yeah, and obviously with Noel Varte being traded, uh, you know we don't expect him to lock up that area for the Mariners long term. Now, uh, Michael Arroyo, Mike, what do you think his ceiling could be? What do you think at the big leagues we could expect from him in best case scenario?
1: that's for me, that's almost impossible to tell because he's at the lowest level or that's all he's competed at. But I mean, in projecting is not my greatest strength, but I think he could get to 20 home runs and 10 stolen bases with a two seventy-five type average and be like a solid starting second baseman in the majors. You know, once he's 22, 23.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to hold you to that because you know that I like making you uncomfortable with projections. So (laughs) we'll do to that just we're just kidding but michael arroyo somebody to keep on your radar here next person hendry mendez of the milwaukee brewers 19 years old 446 plate appearances last year five homers 39 rbis seven stolen bases 13.9 to 15 point cent walk percentage to k percentage and uh did not necessarily get a ton of power a 0.74 iso so definitely an area where we could see mr mendez look to build on next season but Vinny. The Brewers need offense. This guy is not going to be coming there anytime soon, uh, Henry uh, Mendez. But tell us a little bit about what we should get excited about for him. Um,
2: I really got excited about Mendez in 2021. He destroyed the complex league, had a 300 plus average, uh, showed nice blend of contact and power. But when he got uh, when he was uh, assigned to a ball this year, it just really kind of fell apart. Like he still was hitting for contact, but he was just uh very ground very slappy, very, very much of a slap hitter. He was putting everything on the ground. Um, but I think if we're just basing him off of his projection and his upside, he's one of the most, I think, advanced uh 19-year-olds at the level. If we're talking about at the plate, looking at the balls and sh- strike rate, it's just all gonna come down to if he can develop. Uh, solid enough power because I believe the contact I think at his highest we could probably see Henry uh, mendez at probably a 270 280 type of average but it's gonna be like with 10 maybe 15 homers and I think there's more speed there than uh, than there's advertised like he missed a a decent chunk of the season this year with a brutal head injury so I think we just seen just a little just a little peek of what Henry Mendez to, can do like the stats don't actually say how good he actually was at low a.
0: Yeah, and it's a uh, somebody interesting. Uh, do you think he starts the year in high a, double A? Uh, where do you think he could potentially I mean, again, his numbers not great, but like you said they they don't tell the whole story. Where do you think he starts out next year?
2: Um he probably will start they'll probably be aggressive with him and probably push him to high a w- uh, Wisconsin. But um, he'll probably spend most of the year there just working and refining his bat path and just his whole total uh, approach for uh, uh, power and speed. But yeah, there's a lot to like there. If we're talking about bare bones, just frame, I think he could potentially be a everyday corner outfielder.
0: All right. Well, I like the sound of that. Let's go from Henry Mendez to... The big dog, the big kahuna. While you clicked on this video, if you're on YouTube, let's talk about the man, Anthony Gutierrez of the Texas Rangers, outfielder, 17 years old, but the man's already making waves and 190 plate appearances last year, 308, 358, 477, slash four homers, 24 RBIs, and 11 steals. Uh, The kid is very raw, but very exciting here, Mike. I think many people are excited what this kid can do. For those that might be hearing his name for the first time, tell us a little bit about Anthony Gutierrez.
1: Yeah, another great player from the latest international class. Uh, he was ranked high coming out of the class right out, right behind the top players. And he was someone that caught my eye early, but I didn't really fully appreciate what was going on with him because he was still 17 years old and got moved up to the Complex League, which is very rare You know, usually they let the players play it out, but his advanced approach at the Dominican Summer League was so good that the Rangers decided to push him up for 22 games. And the the most promising part about that is when he was 17 years old, he had an under 20% K rate in the complex league. You know, and this is a well-rounded guy. He's supposed to get into a lot of power. The thing that pushed me over the edge for him was when I was doing research is he was compared to Eloy Jimenez with more athleticism. And, and hopefully the, he won't have to deal with the same sort of uh, injury concerns as Jimenez has recently. But that's a very high praise. You know, that would end up being a very highly sought after prospect down the road. And like you said, there's still a long way to go. But there's no doubt about like his swing path and everything, uh, you know, above average, at least above average, maybe plus raw power coming. I think he's got uh, at least above average speed to probably get down to average down the road. But he's got the hit tool and power potential with some speed. And like you said, a lot of people really like this kid right now. I, I just think he's a great, a long-term target to have stashed on your bench until he pops up in the top 50 and you can trade him or continue to hold till he gets moved up even higher.
0: Now you kind of touched on what I was going to ask you. Do you think he's gets in the top a hundred this year?
1: Yeah, I actually. I mean, you know, my standard, as I've mentioned on the uh, podcast a few times, is James Anderson. He's got him right outside the top hundred right now, and you know, obviously one of the highest rated seventeen year olds on the list. So this is definitely a guy. If he gets up into the, to full season ball next year and continues to have these low strikeout rates and show the power speed, I, I easily see him in the top fifty. And in the ceiling from there is really in, inside the top ten. It's just wh- how good can he keep all this all these tools together?
0: Wow. Top 10. That's a ceiling. That's high praise there from Mike. And uh, it sounds like very many people are high on Anthony Gutierrez. So that's someone to make sure again, he's on, he's on the cover of the video for a reason. We're all very excited about what he can do, uh, especially this coming season coming off his age 17 uh, season here. Next player, uh, another Seattle Mariner on the list. Jonathan Classe of the Seattle Mariners 20 years old, which actually makes him old for this list. of guys that are still all very young, of course, but 267, 373, 463 slash 13 homers at 59 or 55 stolen bases. Walked 13% of the time strikeout rate, a little high, 26.7% of the time, but a lot of tools seem to be there. And this was the runner up for the cover boy for the video. So, you know, we're also very high on this young man as well. So Vinny talk to us about Jonathan Classé and what we can expect from him as he continues to develop?
2: Um, I think the future outlook for him is pretty simple. He's going to be a nice, uh, nice first three batter, uh, the uh, head of the order type of batter for the future in uh, Seattle. Uh, the speed is un- unreal. I think if you give him, you know, another hundred plate appearances, he probably hits 65, 70 stolen bases. Like he's going to be a absolute menace on the bags. The strikeout rate is not that concerning due to he still makes a lot of contact and his speed is going to bail him out of a lot of, you know, ground balls that he puts through. Um, One thing I do want to watch with him though, is that is as he comes into this season, I want to see if he bulks up. If we see a nice if we see him bulk up a little bit, I wanna say we could see him potentially hit, you know, high teens, maybe twenty home runs potential, and maybe he cuts back a little bit on that strikeout. But I'm a big fan of class A. There's a little joke in my uh my Discord that I put him on my top one hundred. And so far I've I've people said they've that was the highest they've seen of them and they would joke around. But I am all I'm all in on Class A. I think by this time next year, I don't think it's outlandish to see him maybe a, a top 50 prospect. Mm. And then you pair that with how uh, Seattle's developing all of their prospects right now. It's just a perfect, perfect mix.
0: Who do you like better long-term? I mean, or Jonathan Class A or Anthony Gutierrez?
2: Uh, I think if you're going upside, I would say Gutierrez. But if you're going floor, I would say Class A. Because I think okay. Class A will be more of a, more of a fantasy player than a actual player.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Let's talk about another player here, Samuel Zavala of the San Diego Padres. Eight, Eighteen years old, 176 plate appearances last year, hit eight home runs, stole five bases, 27.3% K rate. Again, someone that is young, but there's a lot of tools there to like. And uh, the Padres traded away a lot of prospects to get Juan Soto. So he obviously rose up their prospect system some with those trades here. Mike, he was obviously, we knew about the James Wood. We knew about a lot of the other guys there uh, that got dealt in the Soto trade. But Zavala seems like someone that the casual prospect person might not be as familiar with. So what do the San Diego Padres have here with Mr. Zavala?
1: Yeah, Zavala is an interesting player. Uh, another international guy that I've liked since he was signed. It's very rare for fan graphs to give an, a teenager that just signed, played in rookie ball, a plus hit tool. And so that, that 27% strikeout rate is a little bit misleading. I think he changed his approach a bit. Like He struck out 15% of the time last year in the Dominican Summer League, had more speed and less power. So I think he was selling out for power a little bit this year. But this is another one of those guys, 18 years old, that got up to low A. As I've said on other shows, when organizations bring up 18-year-olds to full season ball and test them out, you know, some of them crash and burn, but it just shows that they're willing to give them that test and also that the organization is really high on them, especially if they can succeed there. So I think he did fantastic for his age. He just turned 18 too recently, so he was playing a lot. He was playing some of the season as a 17-year-old navel, so it's another one of those age versus level guys. I don't think there's a ton of speed uh, long term, but I really like his hit tool and power potential combined. In uh, the Padres pr- have uh, produced a lot of good p- prospects over the years, and this is just another guy that I think you can get relatively cheap because the speed isn't going to blow blow people away. Some people just look at home runs and steals and kind of make their decisions off that but his overall package makes him a really good prospect. And I definitely see him uh, becoming a top 100 player down the road.
0: Yeah, somebody that the Padres should be very excited about here. Um, do you have any player comps for him, Mike? No player comps? No, I mean, I, I'm, like I've said, I'm pretty bad at that. But
1: just a, a guy with a plus hit tool, potentially plus power and average speed. So, that, I mean, that's going to play in fantasy and real life. Mm-hmm. I just don't have an actual guy off the top of my head.
0: Okay. No, fair enough there. Then let's move to our second to last player here Ashton Izzy, right handed pitcher for the Seattle. Mariners. I believe that's three Seattle Mariners prospects on this list. So they are doing something right over in Seattle. 18 years old. Got a fastball that can go up to 94 miles an hour. Got a slider. Got a changeup here. Vinny. Let's talk about the first Seattle Mariners pitcher on this list, and somebody it seems like that you're excited about.
2: Yeah, the story with Izzy is kind of crazy because, but coming into this year, uh, he was not on like top 400 or maybe even 500 on like draft prospects to watch. Uh, he's a local kid for me. Uh, I saw him a couple times. The only reason why he really got the spotlight this year is because all the scouts that went to see uh, Noah Schultz, who is a teammate of his for Oswego uh, East had mono and they saw Ash Izzy instead and he was lights out probably one of the best pitchers uh, in high school around here in a while. Um, he has a good his three pitch mix is phenomenal. He has a 94 you know 91 94 mile per hour fastball big RPMs, uh, slider, uh, with just his RP, his rates per minute. And his, it's just absurd. You pair that with how the Mariners have been developing pitching, especially recently that it's, I would say that out of all the prospects they drafted this year, this is probably the best one. And I could easily see him making a jump into their top, I don't know, 10 prospects just going forward. He's a projectable right-handed pitcher. Uh His, mechanics will probably uh, temper his slider and he'd probably have to change uh, his uh, change up and focus more on a curveball. But if he's a projectable right-handed pitcher that I think could be a, a solid serviceable, you know, starting pitcher two, three at worst, maybe a four, like there's a lot to like with him.
0: Does he have anything to you that stands out in terms of his arsenal? Something that makes him a little bit different is his fastball have extra movement. Uh, You have 2,500 RPMs. Does he have a, the slider? Is it something that just breaks away to right-handed hitters to the, where it just seems like it just falls off the table. What about his arsenal excites you?
2: I'd say just the thing that excites me the most is how he uh, uses his arsenal. Mm -hmm. He's very unpredictable with it. Like he'll hammer you with three fastballs and without even thinking about it, he'll hit you with a curve. And then if it's just, the arsenal is for real, and I'm surprised that he lasted till the fourth round this year. It's kind of absurd. Like the rates and everything just scream breakout.
0: Oh man! All right, keep Ashton Izzy on your radar because Vinny uh, says it's a crime that he fell that far in the draft. So
2: it could also be just a homer pick, but I, I just he's he's going to be a menace. This Are you year. a Mariners fan? Uh, no, he's local to me in Illinois.
0: Ah, okay, that's that's why. That's why. So, right. yeah, I got
2: go. I got eyes on him, and I can tell you in person, he is the real deal.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's, there's no better way to do it than if you see him in person and you're getting the in-person scouting there. So, Ashton Izzy, make sure a name you keep an eye on as we get to our last player on the list here, Joshua Baez of the St. Louis Cardinals. I was waiting for a Cardinal to be on this list. 19 years of age. Four homers, twenty-one RBIs, ten steals, two hundred twenty or two twenty ISO last year. K rate thirty-six point one percent. That's very high. So I am interested to hear if Mike has some thoughts on that. But it seems like uh, Josh Baez. I, I don't know if um if he's he's definitely not someone I am too familiar with. So I am interested to hear what your thoughts are on Mr. Baez here, Mike.
1: So Joshua Baez is definitely a little bit different than the normal player I highlight on here, because as you pointed out, that 36% strikeout rate, he first came under my radar during the draft process last year. I had Joshua Baez, Lonnie White, and James Wood all in a similar type of category of, of, of high upside, you know, really big upside in power with underrated athleticism for their size. This is a big guy. And he didn't really show the improvements I wanted to see, you know. But he has that alluring skill set. If he's able to get that hit tool under control, I mean, we're talking light tower power, like a seventy grade power from a nineteen year old. The the Cardinals actually uh, paid a million dollars over slot when they drafted him in the same spot they got Mason Win the year before. So the organization's really high on him. I trust the organization. So he he shows the ability to take walks too. So everything on that screen looks really nice. If that strikeout rate was lower, and basically you're looking at a James Wood type of player. If he can reduce that strikeout rate, even if he's not able to do it, you know, I still think it's worth taking a gamble on him because there are some people who would just look at that and be like, "I'm I'm not even touching that guy." But you know, players can improve, especially in good organizations, and the combination of his power. Organization uh, underrated athleticism. If he even if he has like an under a below average hit tool, I still think he's a guy that's going to hit thirty home runs plus in the major leagues down the road.
0: Thirty home runs plus. I like the sound of that. And uh, again, nineteen years old, just got into a ball. So again, make sure you remember on every single player on this list, uh, they're all young, all probably best case scenario starting in double A, but most of them are going to be an A ball or under. So these are names to stash away. Make sure you keep an eye on them. And if you're in a dynasty league, you can be the first to be on these guys. Make trades if someone else has them. Uh, Be the first one to identify the talent because these two are as good as anybody I know. So if you're listening to them each and every week, you can be on top of all your league mates in your dynasty leagues, your startups, everything like that. Um, And that's what's going to help win you championships. And ultimately, if you enjoy just watching prospects, These guys do a good job of just digging into some exciting prospects. Just watch tape on these guys, research these guys, and and see all the tools that they have that make them exciting, or go watch them play. Uh, It's all very awesome stuff here. So, guys, that's going to wrap us up here for another episode of The Call Up. Please make sure you guys subscribe to the channel if you're not already so you do not miss when these come out every single Wednesday morning. Make sure you guys like the video so more people can see it, And make sure you follow these two on Twitter, Michael at MP Richards, 1981 and Vinny at down on the farm. Eight gentlemen, anything you guys want to add before we wrap up?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll just throw in, you know, we do the show for the people who are serious about dynasty and the people who want to know prospects and different angles. So if you feel like there's a topic that we can discuss that would help you feel free to leave it in the comments, you know, we're open to suggestions you know, we do this for the people, so we want to we wanna do topics and shows that uh, everyone out there is excited to hear about.
0: I concur. Very much so. Vinny, anything from you? Muting. Rookie mistake, and it's your third episode.
2: My bad, my bad. For all you guys that are excited for uh, the new Bowman Chrome coming out tomorrow as this episode comes out on the 23rd of November, uh, this is very insightful for a few of the big names in the checklist. So if you know people who like cards and that, I would recommend you sending them some of these videos. It might help going forward.
0: I like that. There might even be a sneak preview of a card in uh, Prospect Crossover or something. They might maybe work on something like that down the road. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, again, appreciate all you guys tuning in every single week. Make sure you follow these two lovely gentlemen on Twitter and leave a comment if, you, if there's something you would like to see, especially in the off season when we're trying to make sure there's a bunch of good content coming out for you guys here. But for Vinny, for Mike, I'm David. We'll catch you guys in the next episode of The Call-Up.